our devotional hymn is MHB 811. Thy kingdom come, O God, thy rule, O Christ, be king. We shall sing the first and the last verses. Thy kingdom come, O Lord. Thy rule, O Christ, begin. Break with thy iron rod the tyrant of Shall we please be seated? Our theme for reflection this morning is titled, Our Ability for God's Capacity. Our Ability for God's Capacity. Se, unyangupon ejina yinimdiye ne ya huwa denso, na washe yedin. Se, unyangupon ejina yinimdiye ne ya huwa denso, na washe yedin. And, I'm using some synonyms for ability and capacity. If you want to write some of them, you can write. In today, ability could stand for knowledge. It could also stand for talent, and it could also stand for gifts. And when it comes to God's capacity, it could stand for God's power, God's gift, or God's property. Our test is taken from Matthew chapter 25, and I read... Specifically, verse 15. Matthew 25, verse 15. To one he gave five talents of money, to another two talents, and to another one talent, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. To one he gave five talents of money, to another two talents, and to one a talent, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. Hallelujah. This passage, Matthew 25, verse 14 to 30, is a popular passage that uh, we have all seen and known, especially from Sunday school. But today I want us to have a little twist to it to understand how it can aid us even as we prepare ourselves for ministry. I'm going to give three important reasons why Matthew must be taken so serious this morning for the kind of passage you wrote. Matthew 25, 14 to 30 is one of the passages that is exclusive to Matthew. For those of us who are a bit in tune with the synoptics, we know that for the first three gospels, they are called synoptic because they have similarities. But there's also another secret in it. There are some passages that are not in any of them. So, for instance, in Matthew, there are passages that are not in Luke, that are not in Mark. In Mark, there are passages that are not in Luke, and they are not in Matthew as well. 
And so today we are looking at a passage that is exclusively Matthean. And like I'm saying, three reasons why I think we should side with Matthew and trust in the things he has. And number one, Matthew was a first generational apostle and disciple, and so it meant that everything he said in the passages that are exclusive to him, he heard it directly. Unlike Mark, who we are told probably was the secretary of Peter. So it's probable that the things he wrote were detected by Peter. That's why people have said that the, the book of Mark is an action book. We see a lot of Peter's action in there. We are also supposed to take him so serious because it's not like Luke, who was a second generational apostle. This was a man who walked with Christ, heard him, ate with him, sometimes slept at the same place he slept as well. The second was that the man we are talking about was also a Jew. He was not only a Jew, but he was also a civil servant who worked in the Roman government. So he knew the differences between who a slave is and who a master is. The third is the fact that this man had been schooled in every knowledge he had to know about taxation and finance. And so he had all the capacity to tell us what he said. We are told in Matthew 25 from verse 14 that a man was about to go on a journey. And before he embarked on his journey, he called his servants. He called his servants. His servants underline. Now realize that the reason why the writer was very careful about calling his servants, not servants, was because there could be other servants who are not necessarily in the house of, 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 of the master, who are other servants. Now, he also called them his servants because they were indentured slaves. Indentured slaves were slaves that had the mark of the master on them. Now, one of the properties of these indentured slaves were that because you were indentured, because the name of the master was casted on you, you also shared in the property of the master. Now, so the Bible said that one day the master was traveling and he called his servants, three of them, and began to give unto his own servants certain capacities. Setting abilities, setting gifts, setting powers, setting properties. These are all words that we can use to denote what the man gave to them. The Bible said that he gave unto them according to their abilities. Now, if you are a little conversant with Roman films and Grecian films, you realize that when a master or a merchant goes to buy a slave, there is such a careful scrutiny to make sure that the slave is pepepe. So we are told in the transatlantic slave trade that when the slaves were brought from Salaga, especially the brothers and sisters from the north, when they got to Asim Manso, they were bathed, ladies and men. And there were male doctors who checked them very well. The account did not mention uh, a female doctor in this. I was wondering how the female were checked. But the long and short was that they were checked critically. And the point of checking them was that they were to make sure that they didn't have any blemish on them. Such was the case. And so it meant that this master, right from day one, knew his servants and what they had because he chose them according to their abilities. 
People of God, I, I wish to announce to you this morning that if any of us are under the grace of the Methodist Church this morning and we are so selected, they know us. Now, I wish to also announce that each one of us seated here, right from the preacher to the usher at the back, we have certain abilities, and it is based on those abilities that the masters selected us. Now, it will be very, very, very unfortunate that as time goes on, we will lose sight of the specific abilities that the master bestowed on us. The word of God continued and said that he went on a long journey. At a point in time, I, almost about two months ago, I began to ponder over this whole ministry thing. And I began to shake. Say, hey, does that mean that if I come into this ministry, I can't do anything? It meant that I will have to lose everything I have labored for. It looks like a long journey. But I also realized that probably my abilities took me there, and the masters are looking for that ability to yield some amount of fruit. You see, the master was so, he realized that because his servants were so gifted, on the journey he was going, he decided to capacitate them. People of God, I, 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 I bring you an announcement. If you don't have an ability, you can't attract the capacity of God. Look, I disabuse the minds of everybody here on the fact that eradi eusubia, eradi eusubia is a lie. So now David no was stressful. David no was stressful. Men whose skills are not exhibited were stressful. Look, there must be something in you for God to identify you. You see, that is why I'm saying that it will be so sad at the end of the day that we go into ministry and we forget about the ability from which we were chosen and begin to copy someone else. There is something in the inside of everybody. Even the one that was giving one talent. Yesterday, I was so amazed by the sister who was leading prayer. Look, sister, we were not following the prayer because you were a prayer warrior. We were following the prayer because you were singing in the spirit. Ah, near teacher, you were full. I feel we to you, you know, I in a tree. I feel we were all dancing, although we were angry. You know, you're Hallelujah. I, I, I pray that your ability to move. Look, if you are praying and pastors pray, means you are anointed. As of And so if you are praying and you can move pastors to pray, means you are anointed. And I'm saying that that single anointing of moving us in song is what was making we the angry people. But we started dancing at the back. I pray that one, one day when you go to your station, you won't go and copy Mami D for my children, my children. I, God, I'm afraid. You know that kind of thing. Nyame, nyame. Now, the Bible said that he gave unto one five talents, he gave unto some two talents, and he gave unto one one talent, according to the ability. People of God, your ability to function well in any sphere of life is not based on the number of gifts you have. Indeed, entrepreneurs in modern times have shown us that the more gifts you are, the more unfocused you are anyway. So when we take some lawyers, we say they are leading lawyers. They don't sell Charlie what they are They are doing law. A.B. and David, they are doing law. 
Akufuadu Chambers, they are doing law. We could take leading engineers, and, and when it comes to road construction, that is what they do. We can count and count and count and count. I mean, somebody is doing Facebook, and the whole thing is about mobile phone technology, and that is strictly. I think sometimes we have crisis of giftings in the church, and I pray that God will help all of us to identify ourselves and receive that power from God and be very, very, very focused. Now, the master indeed knew his servant because I read some translations and it said that the man who was given five talents traded with his gifts. The man who was given two talents worked with his gift. I was trying to look at the difference between those two. I asked the banker, and he said, oh, look, smart people work and invest. They are not the same. And so the master really knew why he gave some people five talents. Whether we like it or not, some people are gifted in the church. They can share and come. They can do deliverance. They can preach. And that is what God has given to them. If you follow them, you may crash. Why don't you follow the singing ministry? Why don't you follow the evangelistic ministry? Why don't you follow the teaching ministry? The Bible said that, and the master came back. People, the master will come back, and that is what makes me afraid. Because I said, no, I don't report to anybody, apart from reporting to the head of department that I can trick. Now, I don't report to anybody. Not even my wife. I report to myself. But you see, after now, you report right from uh, who is your senior, who is your super, who is your diocesan bishop, who is your ogre at the top? Look at the chain of God. And the ogre at the top obviously commends you to the ogre at the top. Look at that chain of command. Look, all of us should begin to tremble and take this whole business serious and be so very conservative about where God has put us. Is the Methodist Church a gifted church? When we mention ICGC, what comes into your mind, all of you? Teaching. When we mention action, cathedral, what comes into your mind? When we mention the Methodist, what comes into your mind? You see, that's where you are all wrong. And anywhere I've done this test, every Methodist has gotten wrong. Let me change your theology today. Now, before Charles Wesley started singing, the Anglicans were singing already. <laughs> where did he learn the songs? The songs didn't come from heaven. You know? He learned his songs, but he was training songs. As part of his ministerial formation, he took some music lessons, so he had some abilities already in songs. Do you know what the Methodists brought that nobody brought? One day, John Wesley was sitting there, and he realized that the Anglican church had become so stuffy that people who were in the church who continue to be in the church and will not go out, were not even concerned about communion and other things, so he began to move out. So he went to the prisons, he went to the byways, he went to the clinics, and he began to preach to them. And his guests called them. <laughs> so this them thing, it started even before Methodism was born. <laughs> but the man knowing the ability that God has given to him, still went out and preached. Now, this is where the beauty comes out. We are told by history that the more he preached, miracles and wonders followed him. Look, the last time I was counting and I realized that, you can go and check, John Wesley did more miracles than Paul. 
in the Bible. And I dare anybody, for the next one week, let's go into the Bible and go into John Wesley's archives. This was a man who was preaching, preaching. He wasn't a deliverance minister. No one shall come. All that he was doing is the word, the word. People, you have no idea when you concentrate on the power and the ability that God has given to you. Like we have said already, God gave unto each of the people according to their ability. And I have said already that it is your ability so you see you can't force your but you see when the word is open that is your ability I mean the last time the leaders were saying in class that and Osofo Yale said it Osofo Abedukashi also affirmed it we celebrate the man today not because of the various deliverance sessions they had but the word the word People, I am tempted to believe that the Methodist church <laughs> is almost like the one talent guy that hid it. The Bible said that when the master asked of the one talent, he said, Master, I know you, you're a bad man. Straight away, I know what you can do. So because of that, I dug the ground and I hid it inside. I'm saying, ah, what tables? And I fought to war. That should tell you how, how wicked the self. Into our bad ministry, why you're not doing if it goes this way, hallelujah. If it doesn't go this way, we'll fight the system. I could be one of them anyway. But the focus is that from time immemorial, our church has focused on evangelism. That is why we say we are the evangelicals. Indeed, on the eve of New Year, 1st January 1835, when downward came, the Presbyterians have been here almost 20-something years ago. Indeed, the Presbyterians landed here in 1828. And from the period of 1828 up to New Year's Eve, they had not won a single soul. The account says that immediately, downward came down. The following day, he set up the first Methodist class record. Look, even before that, in 1811, when Thomas Cook, Bruni, the, 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 the man who set up the WMMS, the Wesleyan Methodist Missionary Society. He had come with some of the slaves from Nova Scotia and had landed in Sierra Leone Freetown, the first ever in the whole of Sub-Saharan Africa. Person who established a congregation was the Methodist through evangelism. Now, we are told that when Freeman wanted to go to Kumase, all that he wanted to go and do is to go and evangelize the so-called black city. We are told that whilst he was walking on the, on the, on the Kumasi street, heads were flying. The account says that there were even heads on little sands like mounts. This so dreaded man, ah, Queen of England, Christ was saying, now, we are told that when the man got to Adanse Formina, now Obuasi circuit, when they prevented him from going, the, 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 the niece of the king died immediately. And so they allowed him to pass. Who told you that the spirit has left the Methodist church? Look, we are told that for all the days of the man on the land, there were miracles. He didn't conjure them. He was just evangelizing. Now, this same man was the first person to take Christianity to Abiyokuta in Nigeria. Same free man. Nigeria, pa. Hey, Asantimamu, na alata. 
let me shock you and bring the word of God to an end. Look, we are told that somewhere around the late 1940s, a man who was, no, let's hold 1940. We are told that somewhere around 1913, a man trekked from Liberia. His name was William Wadi Harris. Now, this man, we are told, is the father of Pentecostalism, Ghana Pentecostalism, people of God. I put it to you humbly that William Wadi Harris was a Methodist lay preacher. And when he was coming through Liberia, through Ivory Coast to Apollonia, he didn't have anything like coming to do deliverance or prophesy. It was the word of God. Methodist knee. And the Bible says that whilst he was preaching and going, he was breaking demons and breaking all other things. People of God, our capacity as a church is evangelism. Could it be the fact that because we have hit that evangelism, our people are living? Because we are looking at the people with the five talents and the two talents, now we can see what is happening. Now, this person I'm talking about trained some men. Now, one of the men he trained was called Samson Opon. And so, in the late 1940s, Samson Opon went to the, to the Bosomutri area and began to evangelize. Now, whilst the Pentecostal books call him prophet, Something upon we the Methodists call him evangelist something upon. Look, go and check the history book. Something upon is actually the father of Shenkom in the Kumasi area. All of you know that Shenkom came from Kumasi, and this was the guy, a Methodist evangelist who took the prophetic to Kumasi. His focus was the word. I do not know where your giftings are. I do not know where your giftings are. But I pray that as we go. We have a lesson to learn from what is happening to the Methodist church now. What can we add up? What can we subtract? Look, I'm not saying we don't have prophets. So there are prophets in our church. As true to me, be na asrabo fu di atrenchi sa. Na ye ni na koye diufwa. Ye ni na shiye waira. Why na waira ni beso na pimpi? Ye ni na ye maloto na beso wa ni becha. If you are not a prophet, you are not a prophet. And if you are not a teacher, you are not a teacher. But the most important thing is that the master gives strength according to people's ability. Look, if you do not have the ability to attract prophetic gift, you won't get it. If you do not have the ability to attract evangelism gift, you won't have it. And I, like I have said, I believe that our church has this, this, this ability. Ah, but the Bible said that the master gave unto them according to their abilities. As we go through the day, all of us, let's reflect through our abilities. Let's see what God has, has given to us. Let's see what God has not given to us. I assure you, if I can prove from history that the Methodist church has been great based on being evangelical, and we are still great anyway, then I can tell you that we give to Bakupene who move it to me, all that you need to do and know is that the master will ask of some recompense, will ask for some dividends from you, will betize you if you are looking at the Shenkom and the and every other thing and you are not doing it. I'm not saying that if God gives you something prophetic, don't declare. If that is your office, be in it and operate in that office. But if it's also not your office, come and join me and let's teach the people. May God bless all of us. May he help all of us to identify our gifts. And may he bless us even as we go back to class and still learn from our seniors. Amen and amen. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word again. Amen.
Gideon, Nessan Most of us are in crisis because we do not know where you have called us to. A radio called day, so ye die. Found Sakai and Nature. Nasa down come and we will ba. Yet to me, the Achadia, what the Achayam, Mam. No, I can say, Ah, a quano cafo. Dear me, the mawn, Jibicam. Yet thou was sick. What do more, Amen.